anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring. And we will do it together. Hello and welcome to Cruising Together, the show where we talk about Tom Cruise movies one by one, episode by episode. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Shegel. I'm your other host, Chris Jeruso. And what are we talking about today, Chris? Tom Cruise. That's right, Tom Cruise movies. And we have a guest with us, Jacob. Should we say your last name? Sure, yeah, yes. Jacob Shabbat. The risky business expert that you called in. Yeah. Are you coming through? I can hear me on my headphones. All right. Chris, can you hear him? No. Me neither. I can hear him outside my headphones. Jacob, say something loud. Hey! Okay. Do your ape imitation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then you're coming through. Have the mic closer to your mouth. Or, you know what? Let me adjust your gain. This is good good podcasting. You can probably start over. Nope. Why not? Refuse. Should I do my ape imitation to test it? No, please don't. It works. He's coming through. He's just not coming through as loud as we are. He's so soft-spoken, I Jacob. But I talk, might be I'm talking that in my normal voice. I normally sit this in that how, seat. This is how I, I talk all I the time. I sound a lot louder now in this, uh, on the guest seat. You don't think it's just that you're yelling like an ape? I'm, I'm not right now. No, I now was you're earlier. Speaking, you're speaking in a docile tone. But this I think I'm speaking the same way I do. This is the way I usually talk. I think talk. the bigger problem is that Jacob is taking on this uh, librarian whisper. Talk like as, he as thinks as he's on NPR. As your local risky business expert, this is how I sound on a regular basis. I, 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 sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm, I can't deny that he's a, a local risky business expert. Right. Who's the national risky business expert? That's another guy. Oh, it's, it is still a guy, though, yeah. not a lady. No. So we got to balance that out. All the risky business experts. It's, 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 it's a meritocracy. At least half like of them ought to be women. At but least. maybe just women aren't interested. Is that it? They're not as fair to say. In risky business, the concept or risky business, the film, the film. I don't know. I thought that's what we were talking about. We are talking Conceptually, about conceptually. Picture. I don't. I mean, that is just such a broad area. We could go anywhere with risky business. The right. concept. The con- yes. When you said conceptually, you were referring to the concept of the risky concept. business. That yeah, yeah. Aren't, aren't all businesses risky in some fashion? Yeah, so I thought this movie was going to be about Tom Cruise opening a restaurant, which is the riskiest of the businesses. That, that's what that's what you've told me in the past, and I just took it on faith that you knew what you were talking about. Well, G- George Michael said you got to have faith. That's right. So can't be faulted. Who are we to deny George <laughs> Michael? Can't, won't. Here on the <laughs> podcast about Tom Cruise. Listen, he wants to be your father figure. I don't think that he was talking to me in that song you sure pretty sure he won't let you down oh i'm sure he won't will not get enough something something else hands of time freedom 90 till the end of time freedom 90 ladies and gentlemen mr elton john (laughs) (laughs) right jacob exactly jacob's like i'm the resident risky business expert i don't know what you're talking about right because we're talking about george michael post wham Jacob knows all about George Michael pre-wham. Is that true, Jacob? <laughs> Apparently it is. Who's the other guy in wham? Uh, Frank uh, Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Williams. <laughs> That's the guy. 
he didn't go on to have such a successful solo career the way no. George Michael did. George Michael sort of had the Frank Williams. You never hear about him at all anymore. Whatever happened to him? Let's ask Jacob. Jacob, whatever happened to Frank Williams? He went into pools. He went in like he went swimming, or he yeah, okay. just go into people's backyards and go into pools. See, I thought you meant he opened a pool business. That's what a lot of people assume. Huh. You're talking about pool business, like uh, like pool, like billiards or swimming pools. I assume or betting pools. You're asking what I assumed. Yeah, what I assumed was he had a business of building a pool in somebody's backyard, a swimming pool, probably in ground, um, a swimming pool, and not above ground. It's not a very swimming good business. Pool. Not, in, not one in pool filled with water. You fill it with water when he's done. First, you got to build it, and then you fill it. Build it, fill it, then what? See you later. Bye. See you later. Bye. There you go, Jacob. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah. So, risky business is the movie we're talking about. Is that yeah you did or yeah you didn't? Both. Okay. Risky business. Risky business is the risky movie we're talking business. about. Risky business. That's the movie we're talking about. More like frisky business. <laughs> building, <laughs> building, building swimming pools is a risky <laughs> business because you got to have everything like up to code. Because there's so many different ways you could hurt somebody. I feel I'm gonna I'm gonna respectfully, the gentleman from Queens, I will respectfully disagree. I feel like re- building a pool with all those codes, you know what you're getting into. There's all kinds of waivers and paperwork, you're saying. Yeah. There are rules. pH balance. The more rules there are, I think the less risk there is. Chlorine but the the more chan- the greater the chance that you'll overlook one of those you know, the fine print. If you're an irresponsible pooler, maybe. Maybe you're the most responsible pooler there is, but they just keep changing the rules every year and how who can the pool rules. keep Yeah. Those damn pool rules, Jacob. Yeah, there's like there's no there's no P in our ool. Yeah, no P in our ool. That's pool rule number number, number one. one. Yeah, it's the first rule of pool, pool rules. Then there's usually no running. What's the second? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shower first before you go in. Yeah, that's one of the rules. Yeah, if you're some sort of keep anal that retentive pool person. When you turn your head, Jacob, if you if just keep the mic with you, buddy. You start fading if you if you start <laughs> turning your head. So I think he's messing no, with us. Yeah, I don't know. And he's trying to get a, He's trying to make our anxiety levels rise. That's risky business. Sure is. I'll be doing my ape imitation in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so you described this movie as frisky business. Yeah, yeah. Is this the part of the show where we make uh, porno versions of the movie's name? I've never listened to the show before. <laughs> you haven't? No. That's surprising. All these episodes are so popular. Because yeah, he's so on the money. Yeah. That is the way we usually start off. That's true. I although I think I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna abandon that. Because really, there's only instead, let's is uh, frisky business or risky big ass. Wow, huh? That's pretty good. I don't know if there's any other options. Home Alone Triple X. That doesn't. Mm, that's a different movie. I know, but that's sort of what this movie is. Yes. Chris, summarize risky business for us in as many words as you want. Start any time. I'm I'm trying to think. You you know, many, well, I know how upset hey, you Chris, get when Chris, I prepare Chris material, starts off, so I'm unprepared. It starts off as like, dun 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 dun. Right? Use as many words yeah, as you want to describe it. That's it. the plot to Risky right. Business. Tom Cruise runs a whorehouse 
and his parents' house when they leave for how long are they gone? A week? It seems like a week. It's hard to tell. He probably shouldn't have waited till the last day. It's a, yeah, to it's start. astonishing how quickly they got that thing running and successful. It's the oldest business. Prostitution. I, again, I, I would still say that farming is probably older. I don't know, man. We've we've covered this. Everybody says prostitution is the oldest occupation. I guess hunt, hunting and gathering was 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 the the game before farming came into play. Yeah, see, I don't even. Th- I think farming is a is a sustenance event before it was a pay for service event. So more of a hobby. No, just like hey, I got to grow That's some right. food to eat. Farming it. is a sustenance event. <laughs> yeah, a term that we're all familiar with, <laughs> of course. And then, but then pay for service event is when farming turns into restauranteering. No, it's which when is, it turns which in, is a very risky business. It's when it into. turns into an occupation. I'm going to say prostitution happened before somebody said, "Hey, let me buy some carrots." Those carrots you're growing, I want some. Well, I'll give you these carrots for two ducats. It's probably more like I'll give you these carrots for some prostitution. Bingo. <laughs> it's like a barter system. <laughs> Bingo for two buckets of prostitution. Two buckets of prostitution. One carrot per bucket. And I know what you mean when you talk about carrots. Sure. Weens. Right? Orange weens? Halloweens? Yeah. Orange Halloweens. Orange and black are the colors of Halloween. So yeah, Tom Cruise plays a guy named Joel. By all mean by all by all rights, an upstanding young man in high school whose parents go out of town. And first thing this guy does Why didn't you just summarize this thing instead of making me do it sound like a fool? I thought you said I thought you did a nice job. Thank you. He's elaborating on your succinct. All right. But I'm also building up to, first thing Joel does, parents leave the house. He's got his buddy, Curtis Armstrong, also known as Booger from, from Revenge of the Nerds. Hey. Give him some real sage advice about how he should spend his time. Yeah. WTF. WTF. Sometimes you just got to say it. And the first thing this guy does is... Crank up the stereo system. Crank up the stereo system and do an Alf impression. Oh, because... You probably saw that episode of Alf. Yeah. Did that happen before or after his dad was giving him the lecture? About right after. Hey, almost immediately on. after. Let's, just bring, let's bring Chris up to speed. His parents went out of town. Before his parents went out of town, his dad gave him the lecture yeah. about the stereo. Right. So as soon as they left, he says, hey, this is my stuff. As soon as they left, the first thing he does okay. is turn everything up. And blast and I think Well, that actually pours himself a large glass of scotch with a little bit of coke right, and sucks on a frozen dinner. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> he doesn't even think, hey, let's put this back in the... Or did he not even know you're supposed to heat it up? I don't think he knows you're supposed to heat it up. No, because he makes them. He makes frozen dinners later, and those are heated up. But he's lear- that was, at that point, he's learned his lesson. You think Lana taught him how to make a frozen dinner? I think he figured it out on his own, but at that point in time... Point the mic at your mouth instead of... This yeah, is as most out of his mouth as I can get. No, you had it like you were like this. And now he was, for the record, he was like this. No. For the listeners, if they don't know what we're talking about because they can't see us, he was like this. No, he was like this. And yeah. I wanted him to be like this. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope the listeners Just figured that out. For the listeners. Yeah, the listeners. Do you guys out. usually do this much tech talk in this show? No. Everybody else has been very tech savvy. Everybody else is like... This is the first uh, installment of the Tech Talk segment of the... Of oh, the I, wish I, had a, together. I wish I had a theme ready for Tech Talk. Well, next time. Drop it in and post. 
do nothing in post. It's all pre. Post in the moment. What? We're doing it live. Post what? So he cranks up the music for what is... What is the only reason anybody would know this movie? Yes. Exactly. The sweet, sweet sounds, hashtag sarcasm, of Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Take the records off the shelf is that song. Everyone knows it. Hit it, Jacob. It goes, it goes, dun, 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 da, 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 da. And then what? That's it. Oh. <laughs> then Tom so, Cruise comes sliding in. Now, before, I, I'd never seen this movie before. Right. Had had you seen this movie before? Yes. You being me, Greg, yes. Jacob? When had you seen this movie before? You had never seen this movie before. No. So I was Jake, like five when this movie came out. I don't think I would have been allowed to see it. And Jacob mentioned the only thing he knew about this movie was? It was this episode of ALF where he does the same shtick. But we never see his feet, so we don't know if he's wearing socks to slide No, into the but room. he could tell. <laughs> Jacob can tell when That Alf's is also the socks. only thing I knew about this movie beforehand. Was right. It's the only thing most people know about this right. movie. But the ALF bit specifically was my first exposure to anything related to this movie. That's, that's almost hard to believe. Why? I don't know, because we're about the same age. We're not as young as Jacob is. Well, I was still... He was five... So I was probably nine. This movie's from 1983. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, so as a nine-year-old, you would have gone to this R-rated was, movie uh, yeah, Greg, full you're of right. naked ladies as and a, swears. Yeah, as a nine-year-old, I probably would have gone to see this in the theaters. What year was that episode of ALF? Uh, probably 83. I think it was Disagree. Part 86, 87. I'm going to say by 87, you might have heard of Risky Business. No. By the time you were 11 or 12. Well, I'm going to say you're wrong. No way, man. No way, man. I don't know how I saw it. It probably was on HBO or something. Then you watch it. Oh, someone's got HBO when they're nine years old. Yeah. Not I me. Mean, we did. That Not explains me. a lot. Not me. And I know no, I definitely watched it. My parents it. only allowed me to see wholesome movies designed for children like Star Wars. And I'm sure I watched it in high school and or college. But I will say. Is it possible, of... though, that you're different than me in that respect? Oh, yeah. Otherwise identical, though. Otherwise, we're spot on. I'm just saying, he's saying it's, it's identical. We still, we're still My agreeing that the only thing about Risky Business that's worth anybody remembering is this scene where he's dancing on the couch. I'm not going to say it's the only thing worth remembering. I'm saying it's a thing everybody knows. I think there are other things worth remembering. It is its mark in pop culture. Because I remember the scene with the Porsche when he says, Porsche, there is no substitute, which is a line from a Porsche commercial of and the that's era. That's because you've seen it before. Yeah. But that's referencing something that already existed. Yeah. Which I didn't I remember even know. the sage advice given by Curtis Armstrong. I think his name was Miles in this movie. Right? He's the one that says sometimes you just gotta say WTF. WTF. I don't I don't remember his name specifically. I think it was Miles. He smoked a pipe. <laughs> Somehow it's like your average high school student. Average high school student. But he's not average. He has really good grades. Yeah. He rocked the SATs. Yeah. He's going to Harvard. Yeah, then there's Bronson Pinchot's in it. Boy, we're going off course. Wait, this is right on course. We're talking about Bob Seger. Jacob's the resident risky business expert. He says we're right on we're course. We're introducing all the characters. Talking about Bob Seger. What is Tom Cruise's full name? Joe Ull. Oh, Tom, the actual person. Yes. Thomas Mapother. No, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Thomas, Thomas Cruz, Cruz Mapholder, Mapholder the fourth. The fourth. 
Did you know that, Jacob? No. Mr. Risky Business Expert? I'm only an expert on Risky Business, the movie. Thomas Cruise. Tom Cruise is not a character in the movie. Mapother the fourth. So he's dancing on the couch. He doesn't dance on the couch. He flops on hey, the couch. This is the first time he danced on the couch. That's true. His that two was... most famous moments are, are... Are the same moment. <laughs> exactly. Which reminds me... On Oprah, he came full circle. Tom Cruise, shirtless, out of the gate. Or pretty early on in this movie. Do you guys do a thing where you keep track of how long it gets him well, to he's get been shirt sure, He's been shirtless in every movie so far. But maybe it's not out of the gate. There's a, there's this big lead up to that scene. That's not the first scene in the movie. No, but he's... Doesn't he wake? No, he doesn't wake up. It's it, the movie starts off very like a very dreamily. He's, he's I think yeah. he might start off with an actual dream. Yeah, that's has, right. That as far as like I kept waiting for like when is this going to circle back and it never does. Same dream every time or whatever it is. It doesn't make any sunglasses. Sense. Yeah, like it's not. Con- it has nothing to do with anything else in the movie. That's e- true. Except that he's. I think it sets up that he's yeah he's a horn dog. Still. Right, and then he has the next dream sequence is when he is when he is shirtless when he dreams about the babysitter. And that's when was that even a dr- like I didn't understand that he's he's telling them about a different dream or is he telling them something that actually happened? The dude has a lot of sex dreams, so he's telling them. So they're asking him. So they're telling them. So they're asking him. So they're doing. So he's telling them, and they're asking him. They're they're so they're telling him they're playing poker. And he's asking or them. card uh, playing some sort of card game, and he's telling them the story about a babysitter. Now he's telling a story. He's telling us. He's saying it them and having a story. <laughs> yes, go on. He's talking about a dream. In the beginning, he's talking about a dream, and the dream is about it's a lady the house in a shower. Next door. No, no, it's just a lady in a shower. Right. And there's all this. No, smoke. but he says it, it is the house next door to him. But yeah, but she doesn't live there. And she, right. and she doesn't li- How does he know that the person he can't see doesn't live there? Who knows? Because she says, why don't you come on in? So he does see her. He just can't. It's like it's hazy. Right. It's a dream. Then he wakes up. Then we cut to Then him. he's in class, and he, there's like a quiz, and he's late. And then it cuts to him playing poker with his buddies. And then they ask him, and he tells them, and they ask him, and he tells them about, hey, what about the neighbor, the babysitter? Did you do it? Right. Now, I don't think they're talking about that dream because no. that's not what happened in that dream. Right. Are they talking about a different dream or something that actually happened? I think with he's him and telling the them about that dream. But it's not. It, and, and then they're saying, telling them in that dream is not what we see in that dream. It opens with him just talking about a dream, describing a dream. Yeah. If that's what he's talking about in the basement playing cards with his friends, it's a different dream. It is not what he was describing at the beginning of the movie. Hence, confusion. No, but then they. You think he's just telling us about the dream, Jacob? Do you remember these scenes? Yes. What was your interpretation? Uh, I think I was confused to whether that girl was the babysitter or not at first. But were you confused that? But that it's was not what important. He was telling his buddies, he was telling them about this shower dream. Yeah, I think he was telling them about that dream. Right, and then they said, "What about the babysitter?" Probably apropos of nothing he's been saying because he's telling right. them about a dumb dream and who yeah. wants to hear about that? Yeah, nobody wants to hear dream stories unless they're really good ones. So then they say, what about this babysitter? And he goes, she came, sat next to me, and she said, whatever it was she said. It's like, I'm ready. Uh, yeah. yeah something like that. And then the guy with the buck teeth I goes. I think I'm in the mood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have our new resident risky business expert. 
Hey, I just watched it the other day. So did I, but I couldn't remember the line. I think I'm in the mood. And then like, so what'd you do? What do you think I did? And then they just start making fun of him and saying that he went home and pulled it. Which made me think that he's not talking about a dream. He's talking about something that really no, happened. No, we just explained. Because then he, as they're walking out. The dream is the dream. The babysitter is what happened slash didn't happen. Right. Yeah. It's like, here's the situation. Hey, what happened with you and that babysitter? Let me tell you about a dream Wait, I hold had. Hold on. I'll, Jacob and I are going to replay it for you. Okay. Okay. Jacob, I had this crazy dream. I turned into a marshmallow. I ate my pillow. Uh, but, 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 but what about that babysitter? She came over and sat next to me and said, how's about a marshmallow? No, I think I'm you in went, the You went home and whacked your Johnson. <laughs> yeah, see, that's it. We just relived the entire scene. Word for, for word. word. Now, for now word. the whole movie makes sense to me. So, thumbs up. Thumb, what do you think of this movie as a movie? Let's really talk about a movie for once in our, li- in our godforsaken lives. Well, now that he's like the main guy in the movie, although he was in the last movie we saw too. Yeah, this is his first real like... Boom, Tom right. Cruise is the star. And I think he never would have become a star if not for that scene where he's uh, dancing to Bob Seger. Because otherwise, I found this movie not very entertaining. Just spends a lot of time getting to the risky business. Before we talk about this movie, can we talk about Bob Seger for a second? No. I want to say, <laughs> speak, <laughs> speaking of the dream stuff that he talked about in the beginning and not it's being the same dream every time. Yeah. When that... When the girl finally comes over, yeah, yeah, yeah was right, gonna, yeah. I thought that was a all. I in think his it's head supposed to, yeah, because they start the the doors burst open and the wind the comes in. The, 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 yeah, the door bursts. I was like, oh, this isn't really happening. Yeah, and then like uh, like they cut, and I'm like, oh wait, this is really happening. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think the that's morning. the fake out. Deliberate confusion. That's why the movie starts so dreamily. That is deliberate confusion. True. Rebecca Du Mornay plays Lana. Deliberate conclusion. Especially because he kind of falls asleep while he's waiting. And the door just busts open. It it makes no sense. He didn't let the transvestite in. Or cross-dresser. What's the right word? I offended somebody just now. I think they both can be the same. I don't know. I don't know, but like... I think that's Maybe transvestite is more of a need. I don't know. Cross-dresser is more recreational. Let's say cross-dresser. Okay. For safety, because I know that it's tricky. It was a dude what looked like a lady. It's it's a little risky to discuss this. Yeah. It was a dude dressed like a lady, and he said, I know what you like. And he was like, call this person. He was upset. Who like was he gets upset? there, and Tom's like, uh, sorry, there's been a little confusion. And he's, the guy was mad. Oh, the man lady yeah, prostitute? Like, like, I can't believe you don't want to uh, do it with a dude. I think dude. he's just annoyed that he came all the way out there yeah. and got nothing. And then Tom Cruise is just like, all right, here's some money. And he's like, all right, also, it's cool. Also, like, uh, when his friend called and said, hey, come on over, I need to see you. And then just hangs the phone up. Yeah. Like, I would think, okay, that's a prank phone call. I'm not going all the way out to this place. All right. You've hit upon something important with this movie. There's some real logic flaws. Behavioral and mechanical. Yeah. Throughout. Exactly. One of them is that sequence where... Somebody just shows up at an address because there's a message on their phone. No follow-ups. I didn't even interpret it as that's a how the business I works. I thought it was like he's talking to a person, <laughs> said, said the thing, That person just says up. hello. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was leaving a message. My name is Joel, blah, blah, blah. I'm at this address. Okay. See you tonight. Click. Yeah, just go. No confirmation, nothing. Two. Lana reaches into the Porsche to get a jacket. And somehow... Is able to dislodge the transmission, 
That's not how transmissions work. Maybe it wasn't an accident. To make a gear on a manual transmission go out of whack, oh, yeah, yeah. you need to <laughs> get press the, clutch. the pedals. You yeah. need the clutch. She reaches in, and somehow these two, by their own weight, are able to hold this car up. No, no, no shifting until they both get up, and then the car starts rolling. I, I had assumed that it was just in neutral the whole time. No, she, why bumps, would you put, she bumps the, the... Why would you park a car in neutral? Who Nobody does that. Maybe if I'm a no, kid... If, you, if you've a, parked a car, what do you have it in if it's a manual park. transmission? A, oh, manual transmission? a manual transmission. It's a neutral. I guess. Yeah, you don't leave it in gear. Maybe she just took off the parking brake. No, it was in the scene. She reaches into the thing. The car is in gear for reasons I can't explain. She bumps it out of gear into neutral without hitting the clutch. Also, the car is off. And then the car rolls into Lake Michigan. Flaw. I didn't have a problem with that. The problem I had with with his his parents will be home in two hours, and he manages to move in every (laughs) single one of their possessions into the home. In perfect location. Yeah, to where they would never notice. Also, at this point, that means he's seen and handled every object his family owns. (laughs) His rich family who lives in this giant house. But can only afford TV dinners. Yeah. There's a rich family in like the rich part of Chicago, and they're eating. T- he's just eating TV dinners. Well, this is this is uh, <clears throat> this is in the '80s when TV dinners were nobody knew that they were bad. They're also, still cheap. Also, he's a teenager, and that might be what he likes to eat. If he likes to eat them, he doesn't eat them frozen. Because his mom always eat them up before. This kid is smart. Not that smart. You can were, be book smart. Were TV dinners ch- like a cheap alternative yes, back then, or absolutely. were they? Slightly expensive, more expensive, but the convenience made you say, "I'll splurge on these TV." I think dinners. by the time you get into 1980, I think TV because dinners this movie are... also took place before AIDS was invented, or That's any also STDs. True. No, there was oh, there were always there's, the clap was always something. Yeah, Whatever the but, clap is, well, in this universe, the universe that this movie took place in, none of that <laughs> exists because there, none of that was a concern ever. Well, it certainly wasn't a widespread concern in 1983. I think they had your, your basics, your your herpes, your syphilis, your gonorrheas. <sighs> Those are the right. Those are the pre-AIDS. Yeah. STDs. STDs. Crabs. Yeah, the crabs. All right. Those are your big four, I think. The clap. Did you say that one? I already? think that's gonorrhea. Right. That makes sense. It's it's like the first <laughs> syllable of it. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. Okay. If you're going to shorten gonorrhea to, like, one syllable, clap. <laughs> you're right. No, that is sound. That's sound. That's sound science. That's doctoral science. It's more of a language thing, but go ahead. But, yes, clearly STDs were not a concern for these young men. Which is, a, to me, a grand was, time. that also took me out. I was like... Not one of these kids is thinking like. Look, it's a, it's a it's an action packed movie. They're not going to slow it down by him saying like, "Oh, I have a condom. Don't worry." Tom Cruise is condoms able to talk for everybody. Every kid he knows into coming over and spending money well, on prostitutes. Keep in mind, he was wearing both a blazer and sunglasses. By the way, that, that he this is he does like the Superman thing with that because <laughs> he puts the blazer and the sunglasses on, starts smoking. He's like, he looks like an adult. He yeah. doesn't look like like the, at the beginning of the movie. He's like. He, wow, Tom Cruise, he, look how young he is. He still looks like a teenager. He puts the, the coat and the glasses on. It's like it's adult Tom Cruise. Yeah. Also, as teenage Tom Cruise, he's got his hair parted. 
extremely on the right side. <laughs> it's like covers his entire forehead. Then when he turns into Super Tom Cruise, his hair's parted, classic 80s style, right in the middle. Yeah, Pimp, <laughs> pimp Cruise. When he goes Pimp Cruise, and he couldn't look cooler. Yeah, yeah. He starts. He he becomes the Tom Cruise that he will be for a long time. And what I don't get is why. Like I figured, okay, he's not going to wear the sunglasses and the blazer all the time, but he, but the, the way he's combing his hair, is deliberately. He's like, oh, I got to get back into character. Well, it's kind of like Spider-Man Comb my hair Three, right again. Like he suddenly he's like got the Venom symbiote on him. It is just like that. Yeah. I, was for a th- minute, I thought I was watching Spider-Man Three, and I'm waiting for Venom to show up. There was one sequence where he's in a diner with a kid. And they're and talking, and that's when the symbiote shows up. And then he he like puts the sunglasses on to set the offer up. Like they're just having a conversation. And then the sunglasses go on, and right. he's like, "Well," and he flashes that grin. Yeah, he could just he could open up any business. It doesn't have to be prostitution, yeah. as long as he got those glasses on. That's <laughs> true, and that he, grin. He could sell ice to an Eskimo, because Eskimos have an abundance of ice. Jacob, I know how the saying works. Sorry. I didn't realize you were the resident Eskimo saying expert. Yeah, yeah, I know all of them. Give me some more. They got a lot of words for snow. Give me some more. That's it. That's how, the only two. How do they kiss? Yeah, how do they kiss? They don't. <laughs> Not ever. No. Because it's so too cold. cold. Yeah, their lips will stick together. Yeah. That's true. They're metal lips. Everyone knows Eskimos have metal lips. True or false? Jacob, resident Eskimo expert. Uh, Metal teeth. Metal teeth. What are sense. the lips made of? Flesh and blood. Oh, flesh like, and blood. Like you or I. Yeah. So they're like regular people. Well, not like regular people. They live other in extreme climates. With metal teeth. Yeah. Like, like Santa Claus. Like Santa Claus. May he rest in peace. Yes, Santa Claus. May he rest in peace. Santa Claus. May he rest in peace. Santa Claus is dead? Well, I presume he's ever alive. Am I right, people? Yes. Jacob is wrong. Santa Claus is alive still. Do you believe in Santa Claus? Who, me? Yeah. I'm uh. looking right at you. That everybody can see I'm looking right at you, Jacob. <laughs> There's a risky business right there. Delivering toys to every kid in the world. Not everyone. Overnight. Just the ones on the good list. Are you kidding I understand me? It. There's no way you'd have time to do that. As I understand it, there's magic. For free? There's magic involved. And it's only good kids. Magic can stop time. And only ki- really kids who believe in them, too. Do you believe in Santa Claus? Oh, yeah. Of course. Who doesn't? I don't. I don't. But I am also a Jewish. Well, this is why you guys don't get presents. I don't believe in him, but I know he's alive still. Hmm. How about that? That seems like it uh, doesn't uh, jibe. Jibe? Jive. Jump, jive, and whale? Rattle those pots and pans? You're just saying things. <laughs> <laughs> so they said to him, and then he asked, they asked him, and he said to them. So he was saying to them, and then they were asking him. They were asking him, I don't know, man. And he was saying, come on, man. And they were like, okay, here's all the money. Let's go do this. Right. He, he talked to every kid he knew into coming over to their house yep. and doing it. Yeah. He has a lot of he friends. he needed to raise money. For to fix the car. Well, before, yeah, that was when he finally decided. Okay, we're gonna because before the car went into the water. This is all in like the last quarter of the movie too. Here's the best part about it. 
if you haven't seen this movie, most of what we're talking about is is utter nonsense. Which is the ha- best. If you have seen this movie, <laughs> it's we're still talking utter nonsense because the movie is nonsensical. Well, I went and did some reading after watching it. Oh, again. look at Greg over like, here. Like a, what, like a Wikipedia? Well, here, okay, so I here's can why. read. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Like an the IMDb? The whole point of this podcast was that we could talk about movies so we wouldn't have to read here's things. Why. Here's why. Jake, here's Greg's got to take every opportunity he's got to prove here's that he why. can read. What a brainiac. Yeah. Here's why. Like, why don't you go build here's a why. rocket ship next? Here's why. Here's why. Why don't you tell us why? Here's why. I wish he would tell us why. Here's why. If only he would give some indication that he's about to do so. Here's why. Here's why. I saw this movie as a young man. I barely... Re- I, I remembered it enough. I remembered certain sequences. I watched it again. I thought, I remember this being better. Well, of course it was better. You were seeing naked ladies yeah. as a young <laughs> lad. You're a kid. That, yeah, you never get to see that sort of thing. Like I remember this being better. And then everybody talks... The other scene everybody talks about, or people who have seen it talks about, is... Sex on the train, uh huh. Which, which Some, why somehow I've never like, heard that. Hey, we have all the privacy and comfort right here in your own home. Let's go do this in public in the dirtiest place. Possible. Yeah, it's not even like a train train; it's a subway. Well, it's an L train yeah, in yeah, Chicago, yeah. But, but that I think some people are like voyeur, not voyeuristic, but um, exhibitionistic that way. All right, where that that's its own level of turn on. But that's a scene people talk about, like, oh, it's a real sexy scene on this train. Was I didn't think it was particularly. That's the scene yeah. where they have their clothes on the because whole time. Because we're because now we're in two thousand, well, fifteen. When people listen to this, right. twenty fifteen. When we recorded twenty fourteen, we are time traveling. Oh, is, it, is this the part that, of the podcast we talk about the topical dates of today? What's happening today? The news. <laughs> oh man, have you heard about the news? <laughs> yeah, current events. Oh my god, have you heard so about the latest thing that that pop star did? Oh, it's so current. Politics, am I right? These events are so current, so I can't even keep up. Crazy things are happening overseas, and I can't even believe it anymore. <laughs> overseas? <laughs> How about on our own shores? I was going to get to that next. Can you even imagine? What about our neighbors to the north and it's, south? It's ridiculous, the people that disagree with us. <laughs> they are the worst people. They're all watching that other <laughs> network. I know. They, they just listen to everything that they Look, say Have you on heard about show. the crisis and the disaster that is happening right now? Which one? <laughs> There's so many. Well, to be honest, some hey, of them... Hey, no wonder I just want to, like... Listen and pay attention to celebrities and, and pop music. How about Crisis Gate? I mean, that's when a crisis goes. I can't. I can't believe you're talking about that. I don't even want to talk about that right now. Well, you got to start on the, all these current events, man. Too, too soon, Greg. Too soon. Crisis. Well, I've never heard this <laughs> podcast before, so I didn't know when that was, segment was. It's true. So I saw this movie as a younger man, and. Let's take a break. All right, time to take care of some cruising together business. Hey, Chris, pop quiz. Yes? What's the website for the show? HatterEntertainment.com slash cruising. Question number two. What's our Twitter handle? Our Twitter handle is... (laughs) You're going to help me out with this. At Cruising Show. Show. At Cruising Show. Question number three. What is the email address for the show? Cruising at HatterEntertainment.com. That's right. That's H-A-T-T-E-R Entertainment.com. But if you go to HatterEntertainment.com slash cruising, there's a, there's a button you can hit 
that will take you to uh, the show. Uh, not to the show. What am I saying? To our Twitter feed. To our Twitter feeds. To and iTunes. I think that's there. You can email us through the website. That's what I was trying to say. You can email us through the website. Yeah. All the information is there. All the information is there. Um, so, yeah. Do that. Hatterentertainment.com slash cruising. Right. Subscribe. You mentioned iTunes. People should subscribe at iTunes. They should subscribe. And if so inclined, please leave a comment. And rate the show. Five yeah. stars. Yeah. Exactly. Rate the show five stars. In fact, let's talk about that for a second. Some people have been awesome enough and have rated the show and lift, left reviews. Lift? They've lifted. And left. They've lifted their arms off their lazy butts. Lifted them up to the typewriter. To the keyboard. The typewriter. Yeah. And left these things. So I want to thank, or we want to thank, not just me. I would like to thank as well. That John Thurmond. Thank you, sir. Thank you, John. Hot sandwiches rule. That's true. Thank you. Brian J. Bromberg. Who left a really nice long review. It's kind of awesome. Thank you, sir. Thanks. And Scott Koblish. Thank you, sir. Scotty. Yes. He was a guest on my old my other show, Stuff Said. That was one of my favorite episodes. It's a good one. You can find that and everything else at my website, HatterEntertainment.com. Hey, that's a familiar name. Everything related to Greg Sheagle can be found at HatterEntertainment.com. Chris, what do you want to talk about? Anything? The G-Man Super Journal on sale now. Yeah. It's out. It's in stores. It's uh, available everywhere. Books and e-books are sold. Please buy a copy. It's a great book. You can visit... For more information, the gmansuperjournal.com. You can visit chrisgcomics.com. Thank you. And our guest, Jacob Shabbat. You can find him on the internet. Just type in Jacob, J-A-C-O-B, Shabbat, C-H-A-B-O-T. He has a website called beetlebugcomics.com that has a bunch of stuff in it. But he also wanted us specifically to plug hot dogs. Well, they're delicious. He said, let me find the exact quote so I get this right. I believe he said, hot dogs always plug hot dogs. Everyone go out and get yourself a delicious hot dog. Do you think he's referring to the food product or like people who are, who take their chance, like are risk takers, daredevils? Show-offs? Show-offs. Everybody go out there and support your risk takers and your show-offs. Or the Andy Daly character. Hot what, dog. What's up, hot dog? Yeah, what's up, hot dog? So, uh, yeah, do that. Buy Jacob Shabbat's books, The Mighty Skullboy Army, Volumes 1 and 2. He didn't ask us to do that. I don't care. I'm telling people to do that because they're really good. Man. All right. There you go. Uh, those are all the plugs. That's all we got to say. Back Let's to the show. We're back, ready for round two. So your folks are going out of town. Just use your best judgment. You know we trust you. You got the place all to yourself? <laughs> A good time, Joel. In the privacy of your own home. Just take those old records off. Her. She's fantastic. Yeah. I said, listen to him by the 
time last night? <laughs> I had a great time. This music ain't got the same soul. You ever get high, Joe? Don't let me do anything stupid. Don't worry. I like that old time of rock and roll. Who's the U-boat commander? Don't try to take me to a disco. I don't remember giving permission for a party, Joe. A party? I've got a trig midterm tomorrow, and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. Doesn't anyone want to accomplish anything, or do we just want to make money? Make money. Make a lot of money. There's a time for playing it safe. And a time for risky business. Yeah, almost see. looks like it's a good movie. It's the tra- well, it's funny about old the trailer. trailers are weird. <laughs> kind of want to see that movie now. That trailer makes it out to be a real like good, <laughs> like a fun time sex romp. <laughs> yeah, like a fun time sex romp. Entertaining. <laughs> All right, so this is what not boring. Oh, is this where you had critical judgment on the movie before the break? I teased that I'd seen it as a younger person, and then I rewatched it. And Everyone's some, on the edge of their seat, and now. I did some reading. Uh huh. So at the time, I was reading some reviews. This thing was critical, critical success. It was like a real satire of culture and youth culture, sort of like a non-John Hughes approach to teen life, coincidentally also in Chicago. And I wonder if it's just a matter of the times where the pacing and everything was so kind of off. It felt a little off with this movie, right? Like scenes were long. That maybe didn't need to be that long. I agree. <laughs> there was a lot off about this movie. But one of the things that was off is also Tom Cruise's shirt. Well, that's true. Tom Cruise's shirt was off. But one of the things that was a little odd to me was something uh, that I am going to call one of my top toms. Let's get that song going. <laughs> yeah, top toms, everybody. We're going into Top Tom. Okay. All right. So, my Top Tom. Jacob, for for you. I don't know how this works. Top Tom is just your Top Toms, man. My Top Tom is he's being interviewed by Richard Mazur to get into, what was it, Yale? Princeton. Princeton. And Rebecca de Mornay walks in for like the third, second or third time. And clearly this interview is not going well. And she says, how's it going? Tom Cruise stands up and he says, I guess I'm going to Chicago Tech or whatever school he says. Illinois. (laughs) Freeze frame. (laughs) And he just smiles. And it's just this long, much longer shot than it needs to be of him just smiling with his head cocked. And it was both awkward and off-putting. I found it hilarious. (laughs) See? (laughs) Hilarious. I call, I'm calling it my top well, Tom. It, it kind of—I felt it took uh, some of the tension off because you realize, like, oh, this college is so important, and every, and then he just—he kind of realizes uh, it doesn't matter. And no, but that—he just—he yeah. sur- surrenders to the idea of like Princeton's not going to happen. But then it, that's when he says to the recruiter the sage advice. No, he says the thing about where he's he's going to Illinois. U after, after that guy leaves the room, right. So he he gives up the, like, I'm going to be the good guy because he sits down and he's like, listen, sometimes you just got to say sage advice. Does he actually leave? Yeah, then he's like, clearly it's not going well. De Mornay walks in 
and then he gets up and does that thing. Like he puts the sunglasses back on or whatever the hell he does. It was a long shot. It was a longer shot than I expected it to be. That's your top Tom. That's my top Tom. What are your guys' top Toms? I didn't come prepared. Well, think about it. You you did just see the movie. Yeah. Or I say like my top Tom is Tom from Tom and Jerry. No, man. Your top Tom from the movie. My top Tom. It's kind of hard to beat that one, though. Okay. Do you? you, Jerry does it every single episode. (laughs) 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 That's true. That mouse. I that mouse bothered me, man. Always. He's an instigator. All he was trying to do was not get eaten. No, not true. Not true. That's what they want you to believe. But there were times where that cat was just minding his own. Yeah. And that mouse is like, oh, I'm gonna dress up like a like a piece of chicken and just torture this cat, or I'm gonna drop an anvil on his face. Okay. Stop right there. Wait, Jerry are you about to never, ruin? Are you about to ruin the style that I'm using? Jerry to? has never dressed up like a piece of chicken, <laughs> and then gone to taunt Tom. Well, all right, he'd like he'd like put some salt and pepper on himself, and then chase the <laughs> have the cat chase him past the dog. Yeah, repeatedly. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes he's just recruiting that dog to beat up on Tom. Tom's just hanging out. Okay. Top Toms. Let's keep them going. Okay, how about the part where the the is it a Porsche? Yeah, it is, is a the, Porsche. There is no the substitute. He's rolling into the water and then he just musters up the strength and he stops it and he and then he pushes it back up onto the hill and it's safe. He prevents <laughs> disaster. That's my top Tom. Oh, you saw a different movie. No, that actually I was watching. It's, I couldn't help I laughing. I can't just agree with that because it's completely dis, dis. Okay, yeah, uh, that did not happen. Yeah, he. But I, the panic that he was. It was feeling, pretty good panic. Yeah, I, like I felt. But my my brother was telling me an identical story where that same thing was happening to uh, his car rolling down the driveway, and it was like headed directly. You know, it would have gone across the street and then smashed into another car. Sure. Because for some reason he thought, oh, I'll just. I'll put it in neutral, I'll roll it down a little bit, and then just put the brake. And then he was doing this all without even getting into the car. He was just, like, reaching in. It's just a dumb move. Yeah. So he, so then he basically ran around, and he just did that whole, you know, mustered up the superhuman strength and stopped it at the last minute from smashing into the car. He also probably wasn't locked out of his own car like Tom Cruise was in Risky Business. Locked out of it? Yeah, Tom Cruise couldn't get the door open. Oh, okay. Locked. And they start screaming real high pitch. Real high pitch. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case, it reminded me of uh, my brother's story. And somehow, Rebecca De Mornay like didn't even bother to try and help. Well, she's so mad. Well, was, she said, "Ask me anything." He starts asking questions, and she gets all bent out of shape. Jacob, top Tom. Uh, for my money, yeah, guys, you can't beat the scene where he just starts sucking on that frozen dinner. <laughs> 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 and that's right at the beginning of the movie too so it it's downhill from there a like bit. a car going into Michigan <laughs> fantastic because that's not it's not a small meal that's so true no but that's what that is call. like a fish sized piece of frozen that's Top Tom's right Tom Tom Club giving us I get it now some Top Tom's all right now we get back to talking about this movie the way we've been talking about it this whole time. Can we talk about Rebecca De Mornay a little bit? She was the female lead? Yes. Lana? All right. 
She was all right. Those are those are true facts. She was all right. She's pretty good looking. <laughs> <laughs> is it weird that somebody not weird, weird's the wrong word. What does it say that in this movie, those are your two leads? Tom Cruise, mega super duper star. Where is Rebecca de Mornay? Hand the rocks to cradle and that was it. I didn't even know that. I had never heard her name until just now. <laughs> I read that her name was used as a fake name on the Jerry Seinfeld show. Yeah, I'm remembering that now. Vaguely, I do remember that. But it's a real person. Yeah. That was her in this movie. So you'd never heard that name before your whole life, Chris? Yes. Well, I probably heard it whenever it was on that episode of Seinfeld, but it yeah. didn't, didn't register. didn't stick into the memory bank. No, for me, the top stars in this movie were Tom Cruise, Booger, Bronson Pinchot. Who's Bronson? that, Balky? Yes. <laughs> Balky Bartokamus. Bronson Pinchot is Balky, a.k.a. the brothel accountant. The numbers man. Right. The guy who came up with that great invention that was the worst invention. You're talking about it. it kept memos. The memo the minder? Is that what it's called? memo minder, I think. You turn a light on, means there's a memo. If there's two memos... It makes a little noise. It makes a little noise. <laughs> Now, what happens if there's three memos? Thing blows up. <laughs> <laughs> the whole memo minder says, never mind. Like Emily Latilla. It's from Saturday Night Live. Which I recently saw an episode, the Richard Pryor episode of Saturday Night Live. They reran it. Okay. They showed an Emily Latilla sketch or a weekend update thing. You guys familiar with who this is? No. Nope. It's the Gilda Radner character of the old lady who would complain. All right. Sounds hilarious. Endangered feces? Yeah. So she would complain feces. having misheard the thing. It would go on and on. Uh-huh. And then, and then Chevy she'd say, Chase never mind. would say, no, it's this. And she'd go, never mind. And the place would go nuts. Right. Those were too long. <laughs> I just watched it. It's like the joke is so out of the gate in the beginning. Right. And it's a joke they still do to this day. There's always somebody that comes on and they're just mispronouncing things. I was going to say, I have a feeling things. that's a criticism you could say just about any Saturday Night Live sketch. Well, when they do secondhand news, it's they, they go through them quickly. Like, they pile them on. It's not just, like, hitting that one note over and over again. All due respect to Gilda Radner. May she rest in peace. Amen. <laughs> Hard stop to cruise them together. This is a moment of silence? This is where cruising together pulls off the side of the road. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. It's like then, all then, there was the, then there was the pimp that Tom Cruise stole business from. Joey Pants. Now, was he? that's his real name? That Joe guy? Pantoliano. Oh, okay. Was he also in Goonies? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it took me forever to figure out where I'd seen him before. <laughs> this is, uh, he has a lot more hair in this movie. It's weird hair. Well, it's balding hair. Yeah. Everything that's about weird. this guy is weird. He's a crook. He's crooked. Yeah, he's supposed to... He's supposed to make you feel skeeved out when you see him. Yeah, he's Guido. His name is Guido. Like, they went full bore. Make this guy into, like, a real uh, stereotype. Full stop. <laughs> so, and at the end of the movie, he just wins, basically. Spoiler alert. What type Can we of spoil things we on this? We spoil everything. That's true. Spoiler does, alert. That guy just wins. He wins. He does win. He like, gets all the money. Yeah. He gets all the prostitution. And he, and he, he yeah. gets all of his ladies back. They, and they just go back. <laughs> well, okay, so this begs the question. End of the movie. Tom Cruise is with 
Rebecca de Mornay, or rather, Joel is with Lana in a restaurant. And he asks her, was it all a setup? Like, did you know they were going to take all of my furniture and then have to give all the money back? Yeah, is that why you said, hey, let's get out of your house. Let's go have sex in a train. And go somewhere far away. Right. And then she says, would you even believe me or whatever she says? That means, yes, it was. And then he says, I just want you to be safe. That doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. Then they're like hanging out in the park. Like, hey, you want to come over? Yeah, now they're like their boyfriend, girlfriend all of a sudden. Or at the very least, just friends. Now, here's the thing. More research after the fact. That is not the original ending. It's the original ending. The original ending. Joey Pants kills them both. (laughs) (laughs) Put a bullet in your head. The original ending. They're in the restaurant. She says, would you even believe me if I said I didn't or whatever? He says, I just don't want you to see you get hurt. He says, come over here. She gets up. He says, come closer. She sits on his lap in this restaurant, fade to black. <laughs> Reactions, Chris. Well, that, that was, you know, I wasn't satisfied with the movie as it went anyway. They just didn't know how to end movies back then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, but that that doesn't actually make you feel like you're, you sat, you understand what's happened. No, but I, I did like that it was not as pat as, okay, let's all hang out what, in the did, park. Did it still include the stuff where he's talking to his dad and his dad says, yes. hey, you got into Princeton, good yeah. job. That scene is there, and the dad says, sage advice. WTH. Yeah, sometimes you just got to say, sage advice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it cuts to sage the advice. <laughs> yeah, A good career what the for your future when you're an old man is to become a sage. That is some sage advice. Also sage advice? Are you going to put parsley? No. Yeah, parsley, rosemary, and thyme. Throw some sage in there, too. Thank you. You're welcome. That's advice you'd get from Simon and Garfunkel. You familiar with Simon and Garfunkel, Jacob? Yeah. What do you know about those guys? Um, They did some songs. Name three. They were best friends. Name three Simon and Garfunkel songs. Best friends forever. Yeah, they're best friends forever. Name three Simon and Garfunkel songs. Well, there's uh, Whistler's Will, On the Lawn, and uh, The Streets of the Fields. Chris, three more Simon and Garfunkel songs. Sounds of Silence, is that them? Keep going. Is it them? I don't even know. Listen, I didn't react to Jacob's. I'm not going to react to yours. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Right? Okay, next. Um, then uh, Private Eyes. Next. <laughs> Thriller. You guys are very good. You guys know your Simon and Garfunkel, which is not to be confused with Simon and Simon. Or Simon Garfunkel Schuster. and Garfunkel. Or Garfunkel, or Garfunkel and Oates. Or Garfield. Or, or Garfield. Or Funky Winkerbean. <laughs> or, <laughs> or Funky Winterbean. Winkerbean? Winterbean. Winterbean. Winter. Get out of here, Winter. Oh, it's 2015, and you're just saying winter bean. I think this episode will be out in the winter, February. February. All right, then it makes sense. Yeah, man, it's so cold. Apologies. Oh my god, it's freezing over here. Yep. Yeah, I can't believe you still have the AC on <laughs> in the dead of winter. Hey, I like to keep it even keel. If it's 20 outside, it's 20 inside. Can't argue that. It's called equilibrium, gang. 
Equilibrium. The Equilibrium Gang. That's what we are. We are the Equilibrium Gang. What's our motto? Let's get on the seesaw. And no one goes up or down. <laughs> have no fun. <laughs> <laughs> the equilibrium. Now, could you have a subset of the e- Equilibrium Gang called the Balance Boys? Sure. They're bitter enemies. Oh, you're saying they're they're in conflict? Yeah. Equilibrium Gang versus the Balance Boys. Yeah. Hmm. Is it because like they each want to be, they each want the trophy. Yeah, there's like the rival there's schools. There's two of them. There's there's two one too many. They got to be in equilibrium or a balance. And yet they will not form one group. So they're kind, they're no, out of balance. You're saying that with two of them they're out of balance. Yeah. The equilibrium gang and the balance boys are always <laughs> perpetually out of balance. That's cuz that's why they're in internal conflict. Is there a re- is there any way to resolve it? The heavyweights. <laughs> cuz they'll at least set they'll balance come in. in one direction. Yeah, they'll come in and throw some weight around. Right, and then the other two gangs will have to team up to take care of the heavyweights. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, and then meanwhile, the meanwhile, don't don't take your eyes off the Lightfoots, <laughs> you know, because they'll dance around and they'll 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 pick the their la- the lady Lightfoots. They'll pick their no, nah, well, they don't have to make it just ladies. Well, I'm just saying, if you got the balanced boys, that's clearly a gender specific group. I think yeah, there's some ladies in there though. What? I there were no there were no pink ladies in the thunder. I think the they T-birds. call they call them the balanced boys because it's alliterative. Is it end with a Z? Only. No. It was not All made. Right. This wasn't from the 90s. When was it from? It's from like about 1976. Oh, yeah. And they didn't have Zs yet. <laughs> yeah, this is no part of Schoolhouse Rock, I think. No Zs in the 70s. Didn't exist. That's well, a late, that's there like, were, but only for counting sheep. Yeah. Or spelling words like... Or going to the zoo. Zebra. To see the zebra. You guys both said the same word different ways. That is an anti-hominem. Well, you know, you say tomato, I say tomato too. Because the who sequel. has ever said tomato <laughs> ever? Tomato two, the clumps. Clumps of dirt. On the Dirty roots Harry. of the tomato. Dirty Point. Harry. Vine. Is this the part of the show where you just say things? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole point of you the show to is say? to say things. Wait, it's Jacob's our guest. It's your yeah. turn to say a thing. Say a thing, Jacob. Hamburger sandwich. You nailed it. That's right. It's like a hamburger uh, in between two pieces of bread. You now, is that four pieces of bread? Would a hamburger sandwich be a hamburger within bread? I was always led to believe that a hamburger sandwich was exactly like a hamburger, but instead of a hamburger bun, it was on just bread. What kind of bread? Usually like a white bread. Sliced bread. Yeah. yeah. Not a hoagie roll? No. Not a baguette? No. Just bread bread. Not yes, a French toast? How great is sliced bread? It's pretty it's the greatest great. thing since whatever was before it. That's what I'm... But why is that the mark that your mark... Your mark? Benchmark? Sure. Do we Marky measure mark. other things against that are great? I think that <laughs> phrase hasn't been updated in a while, but at the time, like people were spending a lot of time slicing bread before they could eat it. So when sliced bread came around, it saves them a lot of time. They can just pull it out of the bag or yeah, whatever. I, I, I get that. But I just say then you probably need to update it, the though. The quality of most sliced bread isn't even very good. It's not very good. But it's convenient. Convenient, like, like a, a frozen TV dinner. dinner. Yeah. But it's even more convenient because you don't have to heat it up. Unless you want toast, and then you have that's to not, heat it That's up. not bread anymore. Then it's toast. I guess if you're going to real particular, but I think toast is bread inherently. 
the subset of bread. I guess you're right. So it is still bread. Yeah, it's still bread. Crouton English, is English still bread. muffins. All English toast muffins? is bread, but all bread is toast. Better than sliced bread. Uh, I'm not into English muffins. But I don't know We've if they came. Not as versatile. Not as versatile. You can't yeah. use versatile? English muffins for everything. Well, you can't wash your car with it. That's for sure. Yeah. What are you using bread for, Jacob? I don't know. Peanut butter sandwiches. Sliced you do bread that with an English muffin. Yeah, but it's not. A, I would not make a peanut butter sandwich with an English muffin. Doesn't mean you can't do it. Just because you wouldn't do it doesn't mean you can't. Next. Uh, Call this segment English Muffin versus Sloppy bread Joe. Jacob what about edition. a Sloppy Joe? Of course you could do that with. That I would do that with an English Muffin, and I don't even like English Muffins before you slice bread. You know, some places. Grilled you go cheese get a, sandwich. You get a hamburger. Still. You get an option of a English Muffin bun. That's also true. What would you call that? A hamburger sandwich, or is that just a hamburger? Probably be some. They'd probably have a name on the menu depending on the specific place you went. It might be like a western. Like I could see them putting an egg on on the burger with the English muffin. Breakfast burger. Right. You, you, that might be the name of it. Western usually has onion ring, barbecue sauce, and bacon, guns. and guns. Six gun shooters. Yeah. Holster. Cowboys. That's yes. what a cowboy eats. Yes. Some cactus. Beans. Bullet, bullet sandwich. Cactus, bullet sandwich. Oil spiting out of the ground. Oil spiting out of the ground. Spite. Is that what you said? Spiting? I said spouting. Oh. But I think it sounded like spouting. Spouting. It sounded like spiting out of the ground. Well, that was before they got they figured out the proper way to drill for oil. And they yeah. used to spite it. Yeah. Oil then, out of spite. But then oil took it personally. He was like, well, I'm just going to staying down here. That's where they got the expression. Me, me and all my oil brothers. Yeah. <laughs> they got oil out of spite. They had to right. get the wells. They'd they be like, apo- well. They apologized, and they said they set up the well system. They'd be like, well. They said, all right. And they said, the well. came bubbling back said, up. And they say, spouts what whereabouts. Yeah. Up that bubbling crude. Oil, that is. Black gold. Texas tea. Never saw an episode of that show. You, you'd think. I wonder I wonder how many people like uh, in, con- in, the, in the country. and. Like so the country, wa- washed like, that and then went into their backyard and started like firing shotguns <laughs> into the ground. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> trying to get some of that bubbling crew. Yeah. And I wonder of those, how many succeeded? Let's figure it out. Okay. So let's figure it out right now. <laughs> yeah. We have all the knowledge we would need. Question one. It's just a matter of mathematics. How many people probability and statistics? Percentage wise. Let's go percentage instead of numbers. Are we going to look this up? No. Or are we just going to... We're going to figure it out. Okay. Percentage of people who watched that show and thought, I'm going to try it. Percentage? Yeah, percentage. We're not going to go specific numbers. 64%. All right. 64% go into their backyards with their weapons. Always shotguns or doesn't matter? I think whatever gun they had. Jeez, maybe you know, maybe if they have long knives. I could eight-year-old kid taking this slingshot and trying it. All right. So then they shoot into the ground. Percentage of that 64% who found, hold on. Bumbling crude. They Not bumbling crude. Something of value. We're going to go very broad. We're going to narrow it down. 3%. Yeah. Of that 3%, how many found some B- black gold? Black gold. <laughs> 50%. How many found gold gold? Yeah. That's well, what, probably I, like, what if they like shot it and they're like, oh, there's that uh, ring I lost. He's like. Hey, that's honey, did you, crude. honey, know, any, that's, that's any success back there? Did you get any black gold? No, I only all I got was a pile of useless diamonds. 
<laughs> All I did was find this silver mine. Well, again, that's why I said something of value and then narrowed that to the black gold. Oil, that is. What did you find back there? Action Comics number one, but I put a bullet hole through it. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been worth as much back then anyway. What year was that show, Beverly Hillbillies? Like 1926? Uh, I, uh, was it always black and white? I think it was 1926. Or was it on the yeah. cusp? Was it like half black and white and then and then newer seasons in color? Well, it was black gold. That doesn't tell us anything because it could have been bla- black. It could have been gold. If it was in color, it might have just been gold. That's right. They probably wouldn't have bothered with the oil stuff. And then he would have said. Then they would have said California isn't necessarily where you have to go right now. That's why I think it was so. That's why I think the show sold. I think it was a, a direct reaction to the gold rush. Has anyone ever done but Beverly Ford Gold? Has anyone ever done Beverly Hillbillies Cop? Hmm. Hmm. We should pitch that. Write hmm. that down. Because most movie properties now, they, they, they go and they make movies. That's Based why there's on so, so many sequels and remakes because the marketing it has to be, the title would has it, to be something you already have heard of. Would it be racist? There's going to be a Tetris movie. That there is a black cop and black gold. No. Or is the Beverly Hills Hillbillies cop not a black guy? I think, no, I think it's, it's Eddie Murphy. Okay, let's break it down. Let's talk about Beverly Hillbillies Cop. How does it go? Eddie Murphy. All right, Jed. Uh, does sh- Eddie Murphy play Jed? No, Eddie Murphy is the cop from Beverly Hills. Axel Rose. Sure, yes, that's yeah, uh, that accurate. Sounds, that sounds like a good name. <laughs> yeah, let's okay. go with that. So he's playing Axel Rose, not to be confused with the lead singer of the Guns N' Roses, Axel Foley. Axel Rolly. Axel Rolly. Rolls Roycey. Right. Speaking of the of the money peoples. All right. Like it's Axel, or Axel Rose is chasing chasing some criminals through some backyards, firing his gun wildly. And is in New York, right? Because he was from New York, right? Yeah, but he's always going somewhere else. He was from Detroit or something. Detroit. That's yeah. right. Detroit Rock City. Yes. But then he winds up in Beverly Hills. See, I think if you're going to do the mashup, you've got to do the mashup. It's got to be like a, a cop in the South. A cop in Detroit who finds black gold and moves to Beverly Hills. Right. And uh, avenges his captain. Something. Something. That sounds pretty good. I think that's a winner. I think that's going to be out next summer. Or this summer, rather. What if, how, what if it's just... Yeah. That's good. When does he kill a bar? When he was only three. When does that happen? When he's three. Wait, well, that's you're mixing this up with Davy Crockett now. Is Davy Crockett going to be in this movie, or does he in the sequel, Beverly Hillbilly Cop Two? I think Crockett and Stubbs. I think Davy Crockett shows up <laughs> when they start playing the song Rocket. Rocket Raccoon. No, the Herbie Hancock song, the theme song for oh. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh yeah, State. I know all the words to that one. Hit it. You got to speak up. I can't no, hear you. He did, just nailed it. It was so good. all the words. I missed it. They're all the words. I think his mic wasn't pointed directly at his mouth. Have you ever heard Herbie Hancock's Rocket? Um, I don't know. Chris, talk to Jacob for a minute. So, Jacob. Uh, hey, Chris. How about that movie? Which movie? Risky Business? Risky Business. Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hillbillies Cop Two, Crockett and Stubbs. So that that is what's Crockett and Stubbs from? Is that Miami Vice? 
Uh, I want to say yes. Okay. So Miami Vice shoots the beach. <laughs> They're in a motorboat. Oil, com- oil comes out. Then they get they get uh, reprimanded because now there's like an oil spill right into the ocean. Yeah. They get sued. And they have to flee to California. Right. I believe this is a rocket. Yeah. Is the isn't this this is not the theme this is the theme song for Beverly Hill Billy's Cop. The classic Beverly Hills Cop theme. Okay. And wait now when when they start singing, I'm gonna jump in. This music video is crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna harmonize Nobody like you wouldn't believe. Video. We're just listening to the jam, man. Guys, look it up, you won't regret it. I have heard this before. <laughs> None of you guys are correcting me that this is not the theme song. Well, I thought you were going somewhere with that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I'm trying to agree. I was going nowhere. Yeah, and also Axl Rose is not the name of the cop. What? (laughs) But I wasn't going to correct you on that either. What was his name? Eddie Murphy. (laughs) I don't think you guys know anything about anything. Eddie Murphy, the RoboCop. What's your name, son? He should have been the RoboCop. Eddie (laughs) Murphy. the best kind of what's the best kind of bed to have if you're trying to save space son Murphy hey what Irish pub do you think is serves the best uh, tap beer on tap son Murphy these are alternate lines at the yeah. end of RoboCop I'm listening alright I, I think that's about it I don't know what else is there there's more what's the law that Tells you that uh, if something bad's gonna happen, <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> Murphy, who's the uh, the uh, I think he was a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, pretty notable guy, Dale something. Murphy, yeah. <laughs> who's your favorite comedian breakout star from the '80s on Saturday Night Live? Who did uh, spe- specials called Raw and uh, something else that I can't remember. What is that guy's name? Axel Rose. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what are our takeaways from risky business? Um, if you're gonna start a brothel in your house when your parents are going away on a business trip, vacation. No, I think they were on some sort of vacation. Uh, do it on like day one or two. Don't wait until the day before they come home. I got, I got an addendum. Uh, just rent out some rooms in a in a hotel so That's that nobody can steal your furniture when you when you flee the premises. But I think the premise of doing it at the house was it was a low overhead. There was no cost. But the cost wind wound up being you have to buy all of your furniture back. Yeah, your only your only for, gain from all this is for, uh, admission to Princeton for the exact sum in, of the money you've just earned, including that egg. Can we talk about that egg? Yeah, there's no way that egg was worth like hundreds of dollars. Now that is not. That was not. It was just like it looked to me like a glass yeah, football. It, I wouldn't a have glass called it football. An, yeah, it, I wouldn't have called it an egg. I would have said football more likely. That's not a Faberge egg. Faberge eggs are like the size of yeah, real eggs, are, right? Yeah, those are real ornate. This was this giant football egg made out of glass. Yeah, unless it was. We were supposed to be, believe it was made of diamond or something. No, I think it's just a made crystal. Of, it's a crystal. Made, yeah, it's a crystal case, egg. Is crystal you know, any more valuable than glass? I think it might be. I think it has because it's clarity enough for it to be like worth like five hundred dollars. I'm gonna look up and see how much that egg is worth. 
Yeah, check, check, look that up on eBay. I'm going to look it up. I don't know if I'm going to check eBay. Just type in egg from what Risky would you, Business. What is more valuable, that egg or the fertility uh, idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark? Let's say the idol. idol, man. That thing was made of gold. What's more valuable, the idol or the whip? Well, it depends well, on the situation you're you know, in. Yeah, I mean, if you're you know, kind of basically got your back against the wall and uh, no escape and and your whip is the only way to escape with your life than than the whip. But in that case though, you don't even the, whip the whip is your life. If you don't even get the whip? Yeah. That's, you know, that's not a very good deal. <laughs> that's right. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, I'm trying to figure something out about this egg. I also spent a lot of this movie comparing it to Ferris Bueller for some reason. That's fair. And just trying to figure out what would That's Ferris, Ferris Bueller do in this situation. Ferris Bueller would have done something funny and entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least, engaging. There are similarities. Yeah, because this movie has got like, he does a little bit of like first person narration where he's talking to you. There's a little bit of that. You said it, was, it was in response to those those types of movies. Right? Not in response. It predated. Oh, predated most of them. Then you said, but the critical, you said the critical acclaim was comparing them to movies like John Hughes movies. No, I'm saying the critical acclaim was about it being this satire about the culture at the time, and it was an approach to teen comedies that had not been seen at that point. That's probably not what I said earlier, but that's what I meant to say. Yeah, you didn't. You said kind of, well, yeah, I thought it was response to all those John Hughes movies, which apparently everyone thought were garbage. But they, but you, they didn't say that, is what you're saying now, as right. you ignore me. No, I'm reading. I'm not. Through. I'm. I'm listening to. You. They did not. They did not. Nec- I, I was reading a different article that compared it to movies like that. I can't remember when the first John Hughes movie came out. What year that would have been? But it was still. In it, it was within, critically acclaimed, and it did so well that they decided we're going to keep making movies like this. R-rated teen comedies. Yeah. Risky Business Two. Even riskier. I think that egg was something called a Steuben. Steuben, I think so. I think that was. I think it's a crystal egg. For what that's worth, I'm trying to see if there's anywhere that actually explains. No, I, did they explain that the reason the mother liked it so much was because she found it in the backyard after shooting <laughs> a bullet in, <laughs> and that's what popped out. I think that's in the unedited director's cut. You know, we that's what we we need the prequel. That's what we need. Tight, yeah. What's the title of it? Um, risky Startup? No, <laughs> no risk, Risky Hillbilly. Also, how many times in that movie did he end up paying for that egg? There we go. An article from YDR.com. Remember Risky Business two. and Glass Egg? The company making Steuben Crystal is shutting down. This is from 2011. Corning, New York, and a memorable Hollywood scene from Risky Business, the 1983 comedy drama that launched Tom Cruise into stardom. A mother's prized Steuben egg, Steuben glass egg, goes missing from the mantelpiece, only to reappear imperceptibly nicked in the nick of time. That's not accurate. Steuben glass, an American icon of handcrafted crystal for over a century, looks now as if it's vanishing for good. But no word of how much the egg is worth. So that means that the events that transpired in Risky Business, they could never happen today. Well, well, with cell phones and all, you could probably resolve that plot pretty easily. Right. 
But I mean, he he had to pay for the beginning when she stole it, but he never actually did. Right. But he, but he did cash in his bond for. But he had to go. He had to go. Oh, chase. No, he had to pay that bond to pay her for the. Uh... Yeah, no, but she took the egg. Yes. The collateral. Yes. And he had to pay to get the egg back. Then he had to pay to get it back from uh, Joey Pants. No, no, didn't he pay her? And then she disappeared with the egg. Because she's no, like, he left the house. She's like, I gotta go home. I gotta go to school now. Are we, are we talking about the plot again? <laughs> yeah, when he comes back from school, he yeah. gets his bond, he comes back. Right. Pays her. She says, I'm gonna stay here while you go to school. He says, No, no don't. That's, and then that's, you skipped a step. Yeah. She's gone. The egg is gone. Then he goes to find her for the egg. Uh huh. Get his egg back. Because he left to go get the money. When right. He came back, she was gone. Then she gives him another, I think she gives him another go round. And then she says, Go to school. Blah blah blah. I think. How so he goes out to uh, find her, and she comes back with him in the car, and there's the best big car chase. How about when when he's hanging out with uh, his his buddy there? Booger. Which one? Booger. Which one? The booger guy. All right. It's just that's like the grossest word. Booger. Booger. Eh, it's not so bad. He's hanging out with that guy. Miles. And then, and then his other friend shows up with a girl, and he's like, "Hey, can I?" Can yeah. me and my girl just go get it on somewhere in your house? And he's yeah. like, yeah, go ahead. Go, use, my use my room. room. Use my room. Yeah, yeah, use my room. And then and then he's like annoyed because like he can hear them. Like, which that's like the re- when they're annoyed and they're like, oh, well, let's get out of here. And he just leaves them in the house. Like, hey, lock up when you leave. Yeah. Everything about that sem- seemed not realistic to me. Like he acted like a, a guy in his 20s or 30s. Like oh, for, like if it was a guy in a high school teenager, they would have stuck around and been like trying to like listen to every single thing that was going on, Probably. or mess it up for the guy. He wouldn't even let him do it. He's like, oh, okay, well we're gonna do it, and then we're gonna jump in on him. Or I don't know, but I think I think his character he's kind of a doormat. At first, see, at yes, first, we're introduced to the do- yeah, yeah. I mean, look at this guy's life. He's having sex dreams. Then he's having maybe a different sex dream. We're not sure. <laughs> and then he's playing cards with his friends. He's going to school. I mean, can life get any worse for this guy? Look, he's got parents with a good job, a good house, yeah. drive a Porsche. Then to top it all off, his parents are like, hey, bye-bye, we're going on vacation, and you can't even come. Yeah. But his parents are pretty strict. They he's sure like, are. Don't touch my stereo. Yeah, and don't we trust some you. Money. Yeah, we trust you. Look at all the effort <laughs> I have to go through to... To, to turn the knobs back down. <laughs> Listen, he's got it set to very specific specifications. Yeah, yeah, it takes, and we watch him put it back. It takes him half a second. Not these haywire specs that Joel wants to listen to. Uh, what's his nuts? His Bob Seger records. Yeah, his Bob Seger records. There's look, no it's, way it's that his mix, house, his rules. Listen, I'm no audio engineer, but there's no way that mix where he dials everything up is going to make that sound good. Oh no, it'd be horrible. horrible. <laughs> There's another flaw in the in the ointment. They, they need to remake this movie just to get the logic right. Well, logic didn't matter apparently for critical acclaim back then. Dude, imagine if there was Twitter back then. Can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine it. We probably get like pop ups on the screen of all the tweets. Oh my god! Yeah, does this movie exist only because there is no internet for him to look up porno, pornography? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, the internet, you can't. <laughs> I don't think he just wanted pornography. Oh, I think he wanted holes. Porno girly. Yeah, porno girly. Yeah. So no, I don't think 
the internet would have felt. I think there would have been Craigslist instead of those ads. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Curtis Armstrong slash Miles slash Booger would have sent that, uh, an IM or something. Now, if, 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 this gr- if a very attractive girl shows up at your house and you're like, you're, you're, it's game on, you're going for it, you're making out with her in the kitchen, and the doors fly open, leaves are blowing in, do you ignore that and just go upstairs? Or do you shut the doors before you go upstairs? Well, let me first say a few things. <laughs> your, your, your logic, your order of the events is a little backwards. She walks in. They're not in the kitchen. He's in the living room. Okay, she walks in. Room. She starts adjusting her shoes. Oh, in that case, it makes sense to leave the doors open. He walks up behind her, starts lifting her dress up. Then she's not wearing anything underneath it. Doors open, leaves and everything are coming into the house. <laughs> yeah. They don't go upstairs. They just do it on the stairs. And then they do it on a recliner. I don't know if they ever get upstairs because then the next thing we see, uh, he wakes up and she's eating breakfast and smoking a cigarette in the house. I'm just saying. So would I shut the door? Shut the doors. I would have probably said as I wake up from my stupor and this lady walks in, I might have said, who are you? <laughs> What's going on? Am I dreaming right now? Can you shut the door? <laughs> it's hard to How'd tell. How'd you get in here? Yeah, but I thought you my just door walked was right she in. Doesn't, she doesn't walk in leaving the door open. The door is shut. I don't think she shuts it all the way. I think she walks in. The door must be slightly open. Otherwise, there's a ghost up in that house. How'd the door open if she shut the door behind her? That's what I'm saying. That's why I thought it was a dream sequence. We all did. You're supposed to think that. I think. Can we agree this movie is flawed? No, it's perfect in every way. Airtight. <laughs> Name me one flaw. One, just one. There is that there's a slight crack inside that egg. Yeah. The mom noticed it. Joel. You're saying how could it have a crack? Because it took such good care of it. He I'm caught no. the thing. The guy threw it. I'm saying that's the flaw. We don't know what was happening when Lana had it for three days or whatever long length of time she had it. She could have been trying to hatch it. Could have been trying to hatch it. We don't know what any of those 30 prostitutes in the house did with that egg, where they put it. Yeah, because you know why we don't know? Because a gentleman never tells. Here's another thing. To your point, but why didn't they just go to hotels? I I take back my statement about cost because they were buying beds and having to move. Like they were bringing yeah. beds into the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. But they're just like little foldaway beds. They're not free. It's true. Maybe they were, were they renting them maybe? Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> if you're going to rent a fold-away bed, rent a hotel room, all the liability is out of your house. Or right. if you're going to buy a bed, rent a hotel room instead. Because the whole plan was one night. One more night. Just one more night. Like the song. Like the song that they do when they're making sex on the train. Whoa. That was a Phil Collins song. In the air tonight. That's not one more night. No. But it's got the word night in it. so yeah. And he can feel it coming. In the air. Tonight. On the train. On the train. The L train. I've been on one of those trains. Doesn't seem like the right place for that. I I agree. Jacob? Look, sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? You know, that never would have happened if he didn't have a toy train in the basement. It's true. She never which, would have said Which was oh, established three quarters of the way through the movie. Let's do it in a real <laughs> yeah. train. Suddenly, this guy's a train set. We never see it the whole movie until the very end. 
when he's playing his train off while like yeah he's got an entire brothel going on he had a bad interview for Prince. You know he decides to go downstairs. He, re- he retreats back into uh, a, the security of childhood and his old toys. And he just I have train a feeling the, the guy making the movie is like, we're going to show trains going into tunnels. Get it? Get it? Get it? Oh. Get it? Oh. Get it? Get it? And get it? I'm saying, well, what if it? it was a different toy get it? down there? And she wouldn't have said. Okay, skip it. Let's go. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Like a skip it. Let's go do it. Yeah, let's go do it on a real train. She say, "What's a skip it?" <laughs> is that what she says? <laughs> you don't know what a skip it is. All no. Right, I'm gonna describe a skip it. It is a it is a ball type device with like a wheel on it, attached to a stick with a loop. The loop goes around your ankle. You make the thing, the ball starts swirling around your ankle, and you skip over that ball. It's called a skip, and you count how many times okay. you skip it because the it ball, is, has, the wheel has a counter on it's it. It's some. It's All right, so if that if that's what he, if she walks in and that's what he was doing, then she would have said, "Let's do it on a real skip it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they wouldn't have left the house. Yeah, the bumble. Like, what if he was playing with the bumble ball? The lesson to be learned, I think, from this yeah. movie is don't Rock, have a if, train. What if he was using that like r- spring rocking horse that was in the back? Yeah. What if he's using a speaking spell? <laughs> then you say, "Let's do it in a library." Let's, she'd say, "Let's do it on a real computer." <laughs> speaking spells a real computer. And then they would go, "Huh? It's a real computer." But still, it it's like a toy. It's not like something that is for children. That's that's the plot of uh, war games. They go do it on a real computer, and then they start the war games. That's true. Well said, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. <laughs>